Okay, so we're live. Welcome everybody to another Tool Talk Saturday. I am your host, BS Small Engines. Beside me is your co-host, the maintenance man. And below, down there, is the guy best known for breaking tools, Client Graphics. If you can, guys, hit that like button and share this out. Let's try to make this one of the best Tool Talk live streams on YouTube. It's awesome. Thanks for the great intro, Brandon. Hell yeah. Brandon, right up there. Make sure you uh, yep. hit subscribe to his channel if you're not already. Looks like he's got some power tools in the back that he's going to want to probably oh, yeah. talk about today. He also <laughs> made some Harbor Freight trips, which I'm sure I've made a couple myself. And I'm sure Neil's had a couple uh, runs to a hardware store or anything like that. But this is Tool Talk Saturday. Normally, it's the second Saturday of every month. But last week, we had the Mother's Day weekend going on. So big shout out to all the mothers out there that help support us, brought us into this world, and uh, just share in the joy of tools. And if they don't, go out and fix something for your mom. Then maybe it'll be a little yep. bit more appreciative. Absolutely. So it looks like we got Zaphael joining us tonight. We got Twisted V-Twin Garage as well as Ronald. Appreciate you guys joining. Everybody's got little different things that they did probably before they started out here. I know it looks like somebody was playing uh, Family Monopoly. I know I was playing yeah. uh, some kind of Uno game. Flip Uno, something new. I don't think I ever played Uno. I'm no, sure. I have. I have. I'm sure you have. <laughs> so, Brandon, you got some new toys back there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you got and what works good for you? And, and I can tell you kind of I got something similar to that that might work good for me or anybody else out there. Well, guys, I don't know which we should start with because I love them both. But maybe, oh, but Mike Hodge just popped up. So maybe it's time that we talk about this great gift that I got from Mike Hodge. This guy is awesome. Mike Hodge, give this to me. Yeah. It's so, it's so awesome that I have one just like it. Yeah. <laughs> this thing gets the job done. Hey, uh, Craig, the link, I sent the link to you on Instagram, buddy. So I don't remember the exact torque on it, Brandon, uh, but I do know I have a manual to mine. I know it should be available online. If you need to know any specs on it, I can sure help you out. I think this bad boy will do at least like 400, 480 for torque spec, if I remember right. Oh, yeah, it breaks the lug nut off like it's nothing. Yeah. Now, barely touch that. I do have a question about Cobalt. Do they advertise, like, um, <clears throat> not busting torque, or is it very... Uh... Well, let's look. Here is their 3.8 inch drive. What does that say right there? Max power? Yeah, so it says max power, 150 foot-pounds. So to me, that's pretty much advertising it right there when you look at it right on the box. Now, it's only on one side, but it's definitely one of the specifications that they show, as well as if you look on the top of the box over here, it does say some of the other specs. That's the 3.8 inch drive. And what I found out so far, and I was actually really surprised about it. So if you've missed some of my videos, um, the ones that I have with me today right now, it's going to be the Cobalt 3.8 that I just showed in the box. That one said to do 150 foot-pounds. It actually did 150 foot-pounds with ease. It did up to 200 foot-pounds, and it did that 
with ease as well. So, Neil, what's up? <laughs> so, would you say Cobalt definitely advertises pretty um, – <clears throat> what's the best way to, to say it, I guess, is – they might actually underestimate the power of the tool. Yeah, I'd be fair to say that their their advertised specs would be really real-world specs. So if you went out there and you were in a situation where, you know, you were working on a, an Avalanche, Chevy Avalanche that's got 140 foot-pounds for the lug nut that you're supposed to torque it down to, and you came in and, you know, you had Craig just yanking on it with a 26-inch breaker bar, and uh, just really yank those things down. He could put out 180, 200 foot pounds, not a problem on that. And so when you're coming into something like this, that'll definitely do 200 foot pounds. So it was really, really interesting to see that they underrated that tool, but there's situations where you don't know what you're walking into and you might need that extra power. I mean, I, I think that's just a well done job on their part to, you know, not do the whole but you have to know that it's a bigger tool. So I compared it to like uh, Craig and uh, I think BSS, Brandon, he runs a uh, DeWalt. And I think somebody yeah. was looking at the 12-volt uh, uh, DeWalt Extreme. And that little impact driver said 200 foot-pounds. It did 200 foot-pounds, but it took 6 to 10 seconds longer. Now, I'm not going to fault it for taking longer because they never, they never stated how long it was going to take. But it did 200 foot-pounds, and that's what they marketed it as. I have the 20 volt three eighths inbound right now. I don't have it yet. Ah, my brother has the older one. Um, and it's, it's done everything he's needed to do. It's the brushless version. I just want it for doing like head bolts and small engine repair. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not trying to change tires. I want something that's lightweight. I recently got a 20 volt DeWalt uh, drill driver. So I want to be able to share the batteries. That was yeah. kind of the only reason I went that direction. Yeah, and a lot of times there's not a lot of tool lines out there that don't have a reasonably priced kit for just the 3 8 inch impact. A lot of them are yeah. bare tools, like the Milwaukee one. So like this one here, regular price on this kit is $299 for yeah. the battery, the smaller battery, the charger and the tool. I mean, that's I think I paid two fifty for the Dewalt three eighths, but it came with two four amp hour batteries, mm -hmm. charger, and a a little. My kids call it a doctor bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is I mean, that the, the Dewalt? Yes. Yeah, Dewalts have like yeah, it does look like a little doctor bag the way they. Well, I have one that we take camping, and it's full of Band-Aids and all the stuff when we go camping. So, so it truly is a doctor's bag. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're they're pretty decent tools. They're really handy to have in, have around. And, I mean, sometimes, like, people don't realize that there are some fasteners that are really on there, and you're like, hmm. I think I could probably get this off if I had a big enough ratchet or a big enough tool. But the reality is, is you don't want that uh, one-sided torque. You want the impact on it jiggling and breaking free that fastener rather than twisting it off with raw torque. So, and I also want something that's not overly heavy because as I teach my son how to do this stuff, it's tools that he's going to use. Right. Yeah. And that's where all my home tools are for him. 
<laughs> yeah, these are heavy. Yeah, these it's are really light, heavy. They got light, but they get the job done. They got so much torque. Yep. Yeah, if you're changing tires, that's a great tool. Yeah. yeah. So that's where uh, we'll have a video coming up where we'll do the rigid subcompact impact three its inch drive, and we'll put it head to head with the Milwaukee. And then, of course, if you missed the other videos on my channel, that's where we got the uh, brushless cobalt. And then I loaned out the Hercules, which was kind of an animal for 85 bucks when you think about it. Um, I don't miss any of your videos. I got the reminder set. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's great. I uh, had a reminder set for this thing tonight, and so I got excited. But, you know, Craig, looks like you got a lot of boxes in the background there. Did you get anything good? You got some neat stuff there? <laughs> It's not here. It's at the shop. I know. I know. <laughs> Did a new 3D a printer come in yet? In my garage. The new one has not. I did get credit for the one I sent back. Awesome. I was kind of, and I have Arduino experience. I've played with them. So it wasn't, I wasn't scared of it at all. The assembly and all that. But we spent like five hours putting that thing together. And I go to load the Arduino code and it's missing a sub program. And I searched all over GitHub to find that dumb thing and no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I, the website for the manufacturers defunct. I said, I'm not going to spend, I probably could have got it working, but I said, you know what? I'm not going to spend another 10 hours messing with this thing. So I literally just tacoed it, threw it in the box, put a label on it, shipped it back. Well, you got to do that. I mean, support for something like that is kind of important until you get everything up and running. So that's probably the smart thing to do. But uh, we did have a couple new people join us. Uh, the Backwoods Mechanic, appreciate you joining tonight. If you haven't checked out his channel, he does a lot of real world things, like real stuff, yeah. real cool stuff. And he does even things like, you know, how to make your socket organization a little bit more visible. So he's got some really cool things that he's done with... Um, putting uh, silver paint or red paint or things like that and makes things a lot more legible. And we also really appreciate a patch of heaven farm joining us tonight as well. So Chris, can, well, guys. is it okay to talk about what we got going on right now? Sure. Yeah. Have at it. So I just want to call Chris out because he did something that just blew me away. Cause <laughs> I'm just a little guy on YouTube. I have like, I don't know, a hundred subscribers and, I do have a few people follow me on Instagram because of the pictures I take, but I, I'm just a little guy. And Chris kind of called me out on the side and said, hey, I won this tooling package. It's stuff that I can't use, but it's stuff that you can use in your shop. Would you like to have it? And I started getting some of those packages this week. And oh, my gosh, I've got some awesome tools to take pictures of next week. So oh. stay tuned. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Craig, Craig's got Christmas over there, and uh, it's yeah. not quite July yet. And it's <laughs> it, it's kind of a neat thing. And, you know, there's things that you can do in, in life, and there's other things you can pass up. And there's just some things that it was like, you know what, this is somebody that can get some good use out of things. And Craig's got a job that's coming up that one of the tools is going to be very important. Uh, so it, it I, worked out really, really well. I was going to do it kind of the old school way, and there's a tool in there that's a high-feed mill. That is going to make that you're going to see some videos of that. <laughs> it's it's going to be some neat chip action. So <laughs> I can't show all of the part, but 
I will be able to share it with some of you guys personally, so you can at least see the tool in action. I do have a lot yeah, of NDA with most of the parts I make, so. That'll be very exciting. Well, I know Brandon was really excited. I know he shared with uh, Neil and I, um, what was it, a Dodge uh, Charger? Yeah. And, and then this, uh, this came in handy. And that's where that came in handy because now is that the low profile uh, Daytona? No, unfortunately, I was $6 short and I didn't bring my wallet that day. Oh. $6 <laughs> short. <laughs> well, I think uh, so the difference between so the thing that you got to be careful is you got to know what you're buying and what warranty you're getting it when you get the Daytona Jack because they have like three or four different models, at least three that I can think of because they got the uh, low profile, they got the long reach, and then they got the heavy duty, and they probably got something else in there. But one of them has a three-year warranty, and the others only have a 90-day warranty. Not that a warranty matters yeah. on the Jack, but it's just something that you need to be aware of if the Daytona Jack is something for you. And specifically, you're like one of those people that like to have a matching jack with your toolbox. Well, I don't have a matching toolbox yet. <laughs> but let me tell you what. I did something crazy. So this comes off with a quick thing set of the boat. I yeah. used the top part of the breaker bar the other day. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a proper breaker bar for a breaker bar or cheater pipe. Um, I don't use my jack handle anymore. But uh, you can't just go to Harbor Freight and pick up a replacement handle for the jacks that I'm aware of. No, but this is salt metal. I didn't even do anything to it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, when I put a lot of yeah. torque on something, I put a lot of torque on it. And I'm going to be breaking something, whether it's the fastener or the tool <laughs> or the pipe. And if you Well, I can tell you how much torque I was putting on something. I, we was putting in a wheel stud. So that took a lot of torque. We was trying to do it by hand at first, and we finally had to do it by impact. Or were you just trying to get it to tighten down? No, you have to, you have, you know, you have to put your uh, like a bushing on there, and then the uh, lug nut to get that to pull that lug that wheel stud through. Mm -hmm. Oh so, yeah, 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 Brandon. That's how I got a wheel stud in that three eighths inch thick steel, as well as uh, some larger fasteners here, because when we do the rundown on the three eighths, we're gonna get up to two hundred fifty. So we needed some yeah. bigger, coarser threads than just the 3 16th wheel stud there are 9 16th wheel stud which is similar to something on a dodge dually axle so yeah i yeah some, some big studs on there hey chris have you ever thought about putting uh anises on your threads when you're doing those tests yeah i it's gonna affect the, like the uh the torque rating and value in a positive or negative way and I just basically I've actually stripped them all down with brake cleaner before I actually do it so that there's okay. no no extra. Um, I'll just be curious as a comparison. Yeah, it would maybe go on a little bit easier. Um, it probably would affect the torque value really no differently because at the end of the day, whether there's anises on there or not, I'm putting on 150 or 100 foot pounds or 200 foot pounds based on what the uh, torque wrench is taking. So. I mean, theoretically, you would think that it would be less because of the slippage, but really you're putting on the exact same amount because the torque wrench factors in the slippage because it takes that. I guess the question would be is with the anises on it, when you torqued it to 150 foot pounds, 
it would slip to that 150. It wouldn't mm -hmm. potentially gall the threads and kind of lock true. up. Yeah, that's true. So when you were actually doing the back off test at 150, your fastener would be slippery at that point. Correct. So yeah. it would just be an interesting comparison to go, hey, dry, 150, 150, did fine. Put anesthesia on it and do a comparison side by side. Yeah, and uh, Zaphiel wanted to see red Loctite and or silver solder. And <laughs> I, I wanted to see red Loctite in my bag over there. <laughs> and I wanted to see epoxy and some uh, or some two stage epoxy on there, as well as maybe uh, some super glue. Loctite six eighty retaining compound. <laughs> That'd actually be kind of an interesting video. Would be to do like four different fasteners and do the Loctite versus super glue versus something else and something else. But you got to do the red Loctite, the permanent one. That's oh, what of you course. Use. Red, yeah. blue. Oh, you know what? That'd be really interesting to see if there was a big yeah. difference between the red and blue. We use a lot of green, which is retaining compound for like bearing sleeves and stuff. And we've actually found that to be more, um, works better than the red. <laughs> I know I can't, I can't just go down to Harbor Freight and pick up the green stuff. No, we had to order it through Fastenal. Yeah, I have a Fastenal. They warranty all my gear wrench stuff for me. <laughs> we don't have one here no more. I have to go like an hour away now. Or you could call them up. If it's within a reasonable price point, it's, they typically um, would just swap it out for you, no questions asked. Like if it's a socket or something like that. Uh, but if, yeah. it's, if it's a ratchet, I've always taken mine to Fastenal. Red and blue equal purple. Yeah, what do you think of them apples? <laughs> <laughs> there is an orange Loctite between the red and the blue. And for everything else, there's, I don't know, Bosch? Elmer's. <laughs> Elmer's? Blue stick? Yeah. <laughs> we got Amos Cardoza joining us tonight. What's up, brother? And we got Walter Frederick. Hopefully I said that right. We got Tampa Boy Customs in here. Brandon, how are we doing tonight? Have we have you looked? Do we got some thumbs up? Because I know Neil likes to talk Ooh, wow. about no. water pump pliers. Water <laughs> pump pliers. Yeah. I always just call everyone that looks like that. Oh, channel locks. I don't know why. <laughs> They're all channel locks to me. Because it's easier to Even say channel locks channel lock. than kinetics. Yep. yep. So we got Neil, 12 thumbs up. So Neil can probably tell me that these are a channel lock. What are these? A four, four or four twenty-two. That's your standard 10 inch. Okay. Those are like my dad's. So tried and true. You can see on there that it doesn't have the riveted down fastener. It's basically got the uh, tightening screw on there. So that you know that right away that that's made in USA and it's fairly old. Now you could pick up the El Cheapo at Home Depot and get their Knipix knockoff to pick that up for like, I think it was the 10 and the eight inch for like four bucks or something like that. And yeah. that's not too bad. Then you can go, what I feel is maybe a step up or quite a bit of a step up is then you can go with the Irwin brand. Now the Irwin brand, you can pick, typically get that at Lowe's and you can get the 10 and the 12 or the eight. I can't remember which one it is. And you can get that for under 20 bucks. 
So when you can get this one for under 20 bucks, Neil, I don't know if you've had any experience with the Irwin. Yep. But the Irwin, they have the auto adjust up, so it locks onto your fastener. Yeah. And I think they're the only ones that really have that that I'm aware of. Uh, well, I have a work pro pair that does that, but that's the only other. <laughs> Craig's got some channel locks over there. And then we These have are my favorite with the, the V jaws. Yeah. So then we got the Knipix Cobra. And then we have Harbor Freight rounding it out that they came in with their knockoff. And it's it's pretty darn close, believe it or not. Um, if you don't like the Knipix and you don't like the price, then you probably definitely won't like the Harbor Freight Doyle one. They're both pretty rigid. If you were to grab those down there, they both have about the same amount of flex in there, if that matters to somebody. Neither one of them have the uh, end point where it just stops. They just They just come to a close not like it needs a detent in there for it um the knipix one is definitely easier to push and move uh than the harbor freight one right out of the gate but they both feel pretty consistent i mean this one will come in at 20 bucks 20 percent off coupon not included with that so it'd come down to what 16 bucks where the knipix cobra if you bought it individually it'd be like 26 to 30 but it, this, it's got a really nice mechanism on it. I'll give them that. That's a really nice mechanism. And if you like the Doyle line, well, then, you know, you got to pick up one of those. I, well, for me, I, I really like the Irwins. Um, you could use them, you know, I use them professionally to start off with. And at home, they're, they're a great player, I think. But I have the Knipex at work now. And for me, it really is the thinness of the jaws that makes that tool because they're so strong and so thin. Is yep. that the Doyle? Uh, that, 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 that's the Knipex, and that is the Irwin. So you can see okay. that. Yeah. The Irwin is twice. You're right. That's, that's twice. And I, I didn't think about that originally, but now. And the Harbor Freight one, believe it or not, is pretty much dead on the same. Dead on, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you bad. look at the profile from the front, you can see that the Harbor Freight one looks a little bit beefier, so not as slim on the head, per se. But not by much. They look pretty darn close. Like, this is probably the closest knockoff that I've seen, other than maybe one of the tractor supply ones. But also, like, the jaw... You see how it's a little different on the uh, Harbor Freight one, the Doyle? Yes, it, it's a little bit wider, um, so it doesn't come to as much close as the Knipix one. I mean, that that's if you're nitpicking. Those right. are the things that, that you know, I, I think the Knipex are, they're amazing. I really like them, so. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, they like I said, it's probably the closest knockoff you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't want to spend a bunch of money. And and, it, and the Cobras, like, the, the grips aren't amazing, but, like, when I first started with them, but they really hold up well against, like, you know, I use them for plumbing. So in terms of, like, rusting and all that literal crap, um, 
they they've held up very very well compared to like the Irwins and and that stuff. Now the Irwin is meant more of a comfort grip because this is definitely yeah a lot thicker of a grip. I don't feel like it would be any less of holding up, but I feel like this would definitely scratch and mar and leave more of a damage pattern than yeah. this one. I'm trying to decide what that grip feels like, what other brand that feels like to me. It's almost like a, it's like not a, it's not rubbery feeling. It's very much like a it's a plastic dip with like a grit to it. Yeah. Yeah, like the plastic dip dip. Yeah, it's not like the Harbor Freight one. That one is a hundred percent plastic dip, but this one is like it's got like feels like it's got like air bubbles to it or so something like it's been. Yeah, a good, a good test to maybe run on those is maybe just try to see which ones you can pull the grips off by hand. I hopefully not be able to pull any of them off. I don't think I'll be able to get the Harbor Freight ones off because those you can tell when you look inside here, they're dipped. And so it actually like grips really, it comes in and it's close because of the gap in there. It's actually dipped uh, yeah. around that. Not on this side though. Hmm, that'd be an interesting one. That's kind of neat. I don't know. I, I'll do something on that because they're relatively new. You should also, um, Douglas Pump Pliers is another brand, uh, very big in the plumbing community, but that'd be another, they're, and they're not too expensive either to throw in the mix if you're interested. I think the five for me is pretty good. <laughs> like quite a bit for pliers that I can really only use two to three at a time. Yeah. So I think I'm, I think I'm doing really good. Three pliers at a time. You're talented. Yep. Got to use a foot on one, holding it, and the other two. And I do yeah. have a pair of the flat jaw. I call them Nipex, but Knipex, as you pronounced it. Um, I have a pair of the flat jaw, and you can literally stand on those, and they will grab the fastener. These are supposed to do that, too. So I was going to make maybe a fixture. Um out of some half inch steel pipe. But then I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm the standing on type of steel <laughs> type of person. That just seems like I'm pushing too much for marketing there. Cause realistically, I don't know of too many people that jump on their. There's their videos out there too that show it. So yeah, like that's their marketing thing. That's just what they do. Yeah. So to me, I was like, eh, but maybe if I get bored, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty decent. I was kind of imp I, I still like the Irwin ones, man. I don't know what it is. I think it's that that uh, that adjustable up where you just get right on the fastener. Where these, I feel like, doesn't matter how expensive you pay for it, you have to actually adjust it to it and then lock it on there. So well, we got jump from work in that. the chat. Go ahead. We got junk from working in the chat and uh, two ATVs. Welcome, guys. You know, if you need just a spare a spare break in your day, if you need a good laugh, if you need to hear a great story, I would definitely go visit junk from work. And uh, yeah. <laughs> he's got stuff that you think of making, but he actually makes it. And you think of doing something, and he actually does it. 
and he has a lot of input that he gets from people on Instagram um, or his real life experience. And then he actually puts it into action. So that's really neat to see. Hey, Safael, I don't see Eclipse on this. I see snap rings. I don't see no Eclipse. Oh, yeah. They don't. They sell those those Eclipse in that um, that little blister pack uh, plastic case for like $4.99 to, what is it, $8.99 or $6.99, depending on which coupon you oh. use. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, I gotta mention something. That link that just posted uh, GoFundMe for Jeff, my a family friend that I've known for most of my life, dad just passed away, and he's trying to get back here to uh, Central Texas, and his truck broke down. So that GoFundMe is to raise money so they can get back here. Let's see, I must have missed the uh, end of Neil's stream. What did uh, Amos write? I'm sure Neil knows. I'm, I might have not been there. Um, well, very neat. Uh, <laughs> what else do I got? Brandon, do you got anything else new going on? Yet. I don't know. I haven't bought any new more new tools yet, but I'm really looking to, into that uh, cordless ratchet. Yeah. It's going to be an expensive purchase. What uh? What I think Brandon, it's gonna worth it. What Brandon are you thinking about going for that? At this rate, I find better deals on the Milwaukee. Are you looking at like a long, longer head one, or just just a standard? Just just a standard. Nothing super fancy. Yeah, because I think even I've even heard people on even the Milwaukee one expect a bunch of torque from it. But the max that you're going to get even on one of those might be upper 65 to 85 foot-pounds on there. So it really depends for breakaway on that. It may be able to you know, serve your needs. It may not be. Yeah. I've always be found that even with like an air ratchet, you end up doing it by hand. <laughs> that's, that's what I found nine times out of ten. I don't know. I just, I've tried to use those. I cannot pick up anything under a hundred bucks that is even going to last long enough for me. Even well, it, the it uh, spins the fastener on quickly in a tight space, right? And then you end up using it as a manual ratchet to finish it off. Yeah, I feel like that's usually the case for me. And they're that, usually very loud, so <laughs> that or I just I don't know. There's something about just being able to know the actual hand tightness instead of just hitting it with the gun once or twice or the, the ratchet once or twice, just not knowing actually how much you threw down. Yeah. Well, sometimes you get under a car in a weird spot and you got a long boat or something and you're just sitting there in a weird spot. You're starting to cramp up your hands. Arms are starting to cramp up trying to get that long boat in. That's where I find one of those hand handy. Yeah. I actually pulled off the, um, so on your AC, typically there, there's a clutch that has a wire harness that comes off of it. And then from your standard main wire harness, it comes down and clips in. And it's usually maybe attached right to the inside of, of the housing on there. Well, I pulled it off of the little clip. 
and I couldn't get it back in there. I probably spent 15, 20 minutes dinking around trying to slide that thing back on so the wires wouldn't rub on one of the pulleys or the belt. I had to have my wife come in yep. and, and end up helping me because she has the tiniest hands and the tiniest arms. And uh, I thanked her profusely, and I really appreciate her tiny hands and tiny arms. <laughs> and she helped me out. No comment. If it works, it works. Yep. I, I really wouldn't want her to be bigger than me, so I mean. <laughs> and I, I mean, speaking of those things, I don't know about how everybody is, but the Milwaukee on here, I, I just, I haven't used them. Typically don't buy them. And I remember why I don't. And it's because while I like the pistol grip on here, the handle is so darn big on there. And maybe it's just me, but I, I can't stand how big the handle is on the M12. Yeah, I guess it's just a personal preference. It's like it when it comes down to screwdrivers too. Some people like a lot of comfort grip and some people like just the raw plastic grip. It's just how I feel on the Milwaukee. The handle's just too big on the M12. Yeah. Maybe if I was 6'6", 280, I might feel differently. Well, I don't know. I got like long fingers, so... I don't know. Everybody's different, and that's why tool choices and brands are out there and available. Yeah. That one, I, I mean, I, like I said, I love that pistol grip part. I wish, like, the rigid had that, but the rigid handle feels better in my hand because this is just too big. I don't know. That's just my, just my opinion. Okay, we got old school repair shop in the basement. He's got some new tools this week. And he's been dying to tell us about them. He's waited all week just to tell us about these tools he got. So we'll we'll bring him up so he can tell us about these tools that he got. Oh. Maybe. We lost him. There we go. Maybe. Am I in? There we go. Yeah, hey guys. Now. Uh, yeah, a lot of new tools. Actually, oh, my cool. stupidity, I forgot to grab them. There's one. Craig, do you have the same mic as uh, Brandon? I do. Do you guys have a preamp? Does that come with a preamp on it? I do not have mine's direct USB. Yeah, but they you can they actually recommend on some computers to put a preamp on them. Some of them have the XLR out. Yeah, one more grab. USB only. Yeah. Well, they both sound good. Thank you. Probably sound way better than my microphone. Random and it was like, what was it like twenty nine dollars or somewhere in that price range? Something like that. What was? 25 bucks? I have it about 12 inches from me, so that probably helps keep it clear. Mm -hmm. All right, I know, I know uh, Mixed Mowers has the same one, and when he does his live stream, he's right up on it. Like this. Like yeah. you're eating the microphone. <laughs> Yeah, Frank, I agree with you. I think Beckman's next move should be some power 
power tools or cordless tools. You know, be... that would be cool. I would invest in that. Yep. As long as they don't partner with Ryobi or a couple other brands like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't own any Ryobi, so I don't know what the big problem with them is. Uh, we were just saying if Tekton was to rebrand or uh, get the power tools in, we would not want them to pick Ryobi. That's what Hart did. Because we can go to Home Depot and pick up Ryobi. We want something new and innovative or different. Yeah. I ain't going to find new and innovative here. Well, let's see what you got. Show us, show us the new tools that you got and maybe why you purchased them and how it's going to help you out. And uh, maybe it's just a cool tool to show us. Yeah. So how do you guys want to start this? Do you want to start from the cheapest one and move up to the most expensive one? Well, yeah. have, have at it. All right. Yeah. Cheapest one. I'm not sure you guys have this at your Harbor Freight, but I got me a lock and grease fitting coupler. Oh, nice. I could have used one today. Oh, I love it. It's, I had the old ones that you had to push on there and you had to babysit them. I yeah. used to lose a whole sh crap ton of grease with that. This little sucker, I'm a, I'm a joke. This has saved me time and headaches, and especially when I'm greasing this old girl. I mean, doing all the steering, the suspension, the drive shafts, I don't have to babysit the coupling. It just clips on, it's there. The several antique tractors I work on, I can get this into places I can't get the other type. Uh, this walk behind tractor I'm working on, I just clip, walk away from it, and grease it. And what's I paid like uh, Harbor Freight has one without the coupon. It's twenty bucks. I got that on the uh, big one up in the in my other building, but this one I paid thirty bucks on Amazon shipping and handling, and it came within a week. Sounds like a decent deal. Saves you time and money. Oh, yeah. And I don't – I mean, I use this on – I use this grease gun more than ever just because it has this nice little locking thing. I will say, though, the uh, the spring's a little hard to do, like hard to squeeze. Got to use it more. Yeah. Or just not be a wimp. <laughs> and – yeah, like that was 20 bucks. The one on the big compressor. And they're rated for a large amount of pressure, surprisingly. Yeah, it's basically a knockoff of lock and lube. And then this one, I don't, I guess I needed this for my trailer. I got two giant or two full aluminum trailers, and I had to do all the wiring on them, redo the wiring. I got me a uh, snap-on butane soldering kit nice. that comes with a plastic nice. welder. And I've been using this already. I Several heads, you just simply twist off. You can slip another one on. I wish it came with a wrench so I could take these, um, like these little nub, these little soldering ends off. Because it comes with a whole bunch of different ones, and they're all nice and stored on the bottom. And it's got a magnet, so I can sit there and stick it on anything metal. I feel like that is uh, something that Junk from Work has reviewed. 
I know I know he's done some solder offs, but I feel like that's something that he's reviewed. I don't know if it was that or if it was the wire shrink wrap butane. Hmm. Torch. We, yeah, maybe that was a butane torch. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I I feel like the snap on one is is decent, but oh, I, he does I, have it. I think it's a little on the expensive yeah. side. I think there's some alternatives um, that rebrand for them on that kit. Yeah. I can't remember what they are, but um, you know, if you need something like that and you need to go on credit and uh, oh, I bought that outright. Well, that's good. I think uh, uh, what, what does that one run you? Is it like 185 or 195 or 195 with tax in Ohio? Ta well, Ohio tax it cost me about 190. And I, if I'm doing any solder, and I grab that thing, it heats up so quick. It's portable. I don't have to carry a big old cable with me because I have a uh, like the old pistol type. I have one of those. I prefer this tinier one. It's so much lighter to do all the little circuitry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have one too. I don't have a snap-on one, but uh, yeah, it's how does handy. it work on larger gauge cables? It's it's like for oh I don't really know gauge cable and but I know if you're trying to do like battery cables don't even try. I think I haven't used mine over sixteen gauge, maybe sixteen eighteen, but typically it's like the eighteen twenty twenty four stranded. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would not try to do any uh zero zero gauge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I use my oxyacetylene for those. <laughs> and this one I use a lot since I bought it. Jumper work uh, mentioned uh, probably goes about 14 gauge. Probably. This one I actually used today on, on Old Blue here. Uh, snap on borescope camera. Oh, nice. Yeah, I need to buy one of those. I've been needing the best in one. I love it. I used it today because I was just curious to how the internals are on this old girl since I since I rebuilt the motor. So I just stuck this up the oil pan to see how everything's looking. It's like spotless inside. That ran me about three three ninety on just that plus the warranty. I just wish it for how compact it is. I wish it could record because there's so many good repair videos I could do with that. And it had like a, and maybe even like a little grabbing claw on the end. Cause when you drop a 10 mil, you can sit there and use that to see where it's at and grab it and pull it up out. Yeah. I think any way you slice it or dice it, you're not going to get a really cheap, good scope. No. And the quality, the, Video quality is beautiful, and the light it has a you can adjust the light on it. It's great, and you can zoom in and out. I love it. And now for the most expensive. The uh, Snap-on multimeter. The the hybrid innovation one. It's really, I like it because it's really bright. I love having a bright meter. Yeah, that's nice. That one, this is 
Oh, I can't remember how. Since I bought this thing, I I use it as much as the grease coupler. Surprisingly, that ran somewhere close to a thousand for that one. Came with a. I got the amp clamp with it. Two extra uh, leads that plug into it, and does everything I need it to do. Awesome. Yeah. That's about a thousand bucks. Yeah, my Snap-on guy said, well, he charged me a thousand for my for my meter, but it's also got the uh, same lifetime or the same warranty as the uh four scope camera Which and is it's a, better to have an overkill meter than an underrated one for what you're doing so i have a question for you what made you choose a snap-on over a brand like fluke fluke yeah yeah i used fluke for years it was just it was a lot closer for like the Snap-on dealer, he was already at where I work. He's established at where I work currently, so it was just simpler just to go just distance. And I know he'll be there for the next oh probably the next ten years. And if I ever have a problem with it, I could just take it with me to work. That's an expensive meter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Do you ever feel a like the meter will be run you about 200 bucks? Oh. Well, maybe the meter, but then you got to get the amp clamp and a couple other things. But definitely yeah. at the end of the day, if you need a replacement pair of leads, it's going to be a lot cheaper to go with the fluke ones, which might even work on the snap on ones. Yeah. It's all made so, in Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, it's just better quality Taiwan stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm not discounting your purchase. It's a very nice meter. I was just curious. Uh, it's an awesome I'm in the automation world and we use meters every day and our go-to meter is a fluke. That's kind of our standard for measurement. I was just curious why you might choose to go with a snap-on over a fluke. So it sounds like it's a convenience thing. And a warranty yeah, it was thing. just more convenient to get all these tools through Snap-on. Some of it is also like an experience and a hands-on thing where it's sometimes kind of tough. There isn't really like a distributor or a retail store that that I'm aware of around me that, that just carries Fluke. And if somebody else doesn't readily have something available to, to demo or to look at, sometimes it kind of drives me away from things. I, I like to... Sure. Be some, feel something, touch yeah. something. Um, my dad was an electrical engineer, so I have Fluke, so I'm I'm good there. But he also got a couple off brands, uh, but they have like the data cable, and you can hook it up to the computer and do graphing and and all the neat stuff with it. And I mean, a hundred bucks can actually go a long ways with a multimeter. And if you know how to use it, that's the most important thing. So if you can also have somebody that has one similar to it and has experience with it and they can really use it and teach you along the way, then that's where you're going to get your biggest value add on it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was in college, this is all they had. And thanks to my, my college, um, 
we got certified through Snap-on to use these type meters. Very cool. And everyone in our class but one got their Snap-on certifications along with their Snap-on scan tools. But the problem is with me, I need a scan tool that will work on Old Blue here with her OB1 computer system. <laughs> so it sounds like you got some training on that meters. So that yeah. makes it go a lot further than anything else. Yeah, we have, we've uh, learned how to do a whole bunch of soldering in the uh, semi trucks. And sometimes one of the trucks, I think it was the, oh, uh, what? I think it was the old Western Star we had up there. They got rid of it now and got another one. But the one they had had a, uh, a short inside the computer. And they showed us how to take, go in, open the computer, diagnose, okay, that's where the short is with this meter. And to make sure that that's the short, we checked milliamp throughout the computer, make sure it wasn't overdrawing. And with the uh, soldering iron, we learned how to take the uh, little fuses that are inside uh, the, inside the uh, computer and replace those with the torch or the uh, soldering iron. And sometimes you can't get those big, heavy uh, soldering irons in there. So you've got some training to go with that meter. So that may be way outweigh using another meter just from the education standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, That's I have, true. I have some Harbor Freight ones, but I just don't trust them to be accurate. Well, if it's the free one, then I wouldn't trust it either. It is the free ones. So those, those <laughs> free, that's why I grabbed it. Yeah, those don't count. If you if you would have maybe spent like 30 to 70 bucks on one of their meters, that'd be a different story. But the free one, yeah, half the time the battery is dead on mine. So I, like, that's what those I give. Those are good for uh, keeping in the back seat of your truck to tell your buddy he's got a dead battery in his car. <laughs> I, I actually yeah. – my kids, they get – the battery, the battery checker or multimeter, and then they get some free batteries because then they change and a screwdriver, and then they change all their own batteries and check all their own batteries and all their own toys. Hey, my friends, they call me when their TV remote don't work. So we got junk from work interested in knowing what kind of automation you do exactly, Craig. Uh, the best thing I can tell you is go check out our website. Uh, mcengineeringinc.com so as far as automation i mean you know just from an outsider looking in i would say that it's uh definitely uh milling and machine work and so you're basically dialing in how to how to design a part and so i guess what i post on instagram is mostly me machining parts right for the automation projects which most of the time I can't show anyway. Um, all our automation stuff has primarily been for manufacturing. So if, yeah. if they've got a person doing a job manually, the company will come to us and say, hey, can you build a machine to do this manual person job repetitively, accurately? day in and day out. So that's, we have some videos linked on our website that show what we're allowed to show that the companies have approved, but um, I don't know if that answers. Yeah, I like, I've been to your website 
I've been to your. I'm sorry, I like to. I like to uh, read the how y'all started out in a garage, and just yeah. upgraded over the years. That was pretty cool. This garage I'm sitting in now was actually the third garage we were in, and there's still a hole in the ceiling uh -huh. where I had to make clearance for the mill. Well, you had to do uh, that too. I got a hole right over here in the corner of my shop from when my grandfather had this place as a machine shop from one sure. of our mill machines. Yeah. So just to clarify, Zaphael did put in the chat, um, have you checked out the blog that EEV blog did on a review of the free Harbor Freight multimeter. And yeah, I've seen some of those. I'm kind of looking at them right now. So they do work. They are free when they actually had the coupons for free, which they, they haven't had a cute free coupon for the multimeter in, oh goodness sakes, at least the last six to nine months to a year, if I recall correctly. Um, they do work, uh, but the one downfall that I hate about the free meter is that it doesn't have an auto off. And so when you turn it on, it stays on until you turn the switch off, which means nine times out of 10, I have kits with sticky fingers that leave them on Quiet. and uh, the battery's dead on them. Yeah. That's the only one downfall, but they've always worked for everything the kids have needed to do as well as myself. I actually followed Dave on EEV blog. He's done a lot of multimeter reviews, all the cheap ones on Amazon, he actually makes his own multimeter that's made by a really well-known brand. Not to get off track on uh, multimeters or anything, but you had talked about uh, cheap multimeters to expensive ones. Somebody that checks out really cheap tools, but also expensive ones, would be that guy right over there, Neil, the maintenance man. He's checked out the ProStormer. He's checked out... Goodness sakes, what's that chemo brand? It's green. He's checked out things that you've never even heard of. What's the latest thing you've looked at, Neil? A schlong. A schlong. An S long. <laughs> and uh, it's the it's the most interesting uh, video that I've seen in a long time. I, I did think I did a good job with that one. I think you did a great job. I did not know what I was getting myself into when I looked at the title. I was like, what? I almost was ready to text you. Yeah. Bud, what's going on? And then, like, I saw the case, and it said S Long, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. It's probably why tool companies <laughs> don't come knocking on my door. <laughs> it's uh, There's nothing wrong. I mean, you're just talking about a brand, and that's the brand that somebody chose to pick. Yeah, and you know, to be honest, S Long, I don't know why they chose that name, but they're pretty prominent on – Amazon, if you typed in, like, if you go on Amazon and type in drill, you're going to have all these, uh, you have, like, Koopa Coop, S-Long, like, all these weird off-brands that show up. So, but, I, I will take but, that challenge. <laughs> S-Long has, like, you know, they've been on there for a few years, so they're not, like, the, there's a couple that are fly-by-night companies that take whatever rebrand and rebadge it and send it out. Like, <clears throat> but S Long was on there for a while. I needed another cordless ratchet, and although I will say it was pricey, I think it was like sixty four dollars for a three H uh, twelve volt ratchet. But um, it was 
it's not bad. I mean, it's it's a very well rebranded ratchet as well. So I know Amazon and uh, other big companies do a lot of data mining. I will tell you when I type in drill on my Amazon profile, I do not come up with S log. So it means that you and I do have a little <laughs> different taste when it comes to looking at tools. And so my not saying that this is any better. I'm getting Black and Decker. I'm getting DeWalt. I'm getting Work Pro, but it's the pink one. Um, not that my wife wouldn't want some pink Work Pro. I'm getting Go Axe. That sounds like something that you might check out. I have the No Cry. No, I get back, guys. What does that mean? I yeah, the- how would you have a t- cordless tool brand no cry? Like, what, what does that mean? It's just never going to let you down. <laughs> uh, is that one that uh, you don't cry once and you don't buy it once? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I just that was a joke. That was not a bad dad joke. That was not a dad joke at all. That was a tool joke. <laughs> the the no buy. I'm going to come out with a cordless lineup that goes on Amazon probably five years from now. It's going to be called the no-buy. <laughs> Is that because no one will buy it? I, we'll see. People buy the no-cry. It's on there. Wrangler Star bought a no-cry. <laughs> did, really? did he buy it? He did. He bought it and tested it out. Yeah, I mean, it's like for the half-inch impact no-cry, lithium-ion, is like, I don't know, 60, 70 bucks on Amazon, I think. At the time, for him, you know, it's a drop in a bucket and millions of views. I guess if you needed to buy a drill that you literally had to throw away when the job was done, that that's would what be- Decker's for, you know? <laughs> it's a household name. If you had to rappel down the side of a cliff to drill one quarter inch hole, and then throw the drill out into space. <laughs> Actually, Black & Decker was the first uh, power tool on the moon. That That's what they used to drill the... Uh, they came up with the the drill to, to drill, uh, drill the core or whatever they brought back. I have uh, Black and Decker's anniversary edition. I think it's a 14.4 volt. It's got an aluminum housing cordless drill. They, you know, they used to make industrial tools at one time. I'll have to dig that up and show it to you guys sometime. That would be cool to see that. uh... Well, they used to buy industrial brands too, but they've pretty much bought everybody now. They're the kings of the free agents, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't own any Black & Decker, so I don't know how, how good they are. I feel like you can't go into a big box store and not see them these days. Yeah. At least not see something. I mean, I feel like their quality has changed from what it was 15 to 20 years ago. I'm not saying that it's bad, not saying that it's great, but I'm just saying that I've seen a shift. And um, I mean, if, if you need something that's a value, well, things, it might be a great opportunity to look at. Brad's workbench did a thing on heart tools being, you know, at Walmart because Walmarts are everywhere and people. Sorry about that, guys. Give me a second. But 
What I think is Walmart found a play to bring in another brand, but they're hyper tough. Basically, their competition was Black and Decker. So they got rid of the competition. The tool quality is about the same. So for them, now when people go in to buy a drill at Walmart, they're not going to buy Hart because they're there to get something inexpensive. I don't know how you guys. What up, Port Pro? Oh, I haven't had a bio tools before these for a long time, so I, I haven't really. I've noticed over at our Walmart, there's hardly anyone buying tools there. I go in for you know if I need something in a pinch here and there. It's not a bad option, but yeah. Now, if I'm going to Walmart, I'm only buying a few things. Oil, WD-40, and pop. <laughs> hmm, I used a brake cleaner sometimes from time to time because it's cheap there. And once in a while, I'll clean out our Walmart of all their brake clean and carb cleaner. I feel like they got more in their cans than O'Reilly's has in their cans for some reason. I think feel like you get more air than or more. Clear. They don't put enough air or something in the cans. Yeah, gotta just check for the ounces. See who's got more ounces. I think I picked up some 3M brake cleaner, two for seven had like 8.9 ounces or something like that. Maybe it had a little more or less. I can't remember. It was the cheapest one. Never used a 3M brake cleaner, but we'll find out how it works. <laughs> Do a video. Yeah. Hey, we got Work Pro Tools in tonight checking us out. Yeah. Yeah, we always like Sue. She's really nice from Work Pro Tools, and they got yep. a great bunch of people that are easy to work with, and they're very receptive on social media or any other contact. So sometimes it's not just Work Pro, but it's other companies, um, Capri Tools for one. If you ever have problems with some of their tools, sometimes it's almost easier to reach out to some of the companies on Instagram than it is to try to go to find an email address or something like that. So when you're when you're working with brands, um, oddly enough, Instagram sometimes is a really interesting and easy way to get a hold of, of a brand or attention. Yeah. It is, yeah. Or they'll point you in the right direction. Or you'll discover things that you you never knew existed. So, for instance, um, I'm not sure if you guys have heard uh, the Vice Grip story or um, know about Vice Grip, how they started in DeWitt, Nebraska, and they moved around. And then they that factory got closed and shipped overseas. And the factory got bought by Melco Tools, which is a USA-made company. And they kind of started with the story kind of like Craig, where it was two guys in a garage and they started putting out some decent quality products and that grew and it grew and it continued to grow. And that uh, vice grip plant got turned into another vice grip plant uh, that's going to produce some Eagle grip pliers and some other interesting tools that hopefully will come to market here uh, very, very soon, or at least by the end of the year. And hopefully I'll have an opportunity to check them out. Yeah. Yeah. If we're still alive by the end of the year, who knows? Coronavirus might get to air go airborne and kill all of us. Hopefully hopefully not. I mean, I think we'll be all right. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be fine. 
I mean, because there's lots of more tools on my bucket list that I want to check off. Um, yeah, me too. I do not have a Snap-on multimeter on mine. If I did, what was the model number on that Snap-on one that you picked up? Uh, it's the... Wait a minute, if I can find the model number. Oh, here, I'll just hold up. It's the uh, hybrid one. I'll have to check it out later. But uh, I love it. And I love this grip, though. It, it feels like it's a heavier meter than some of my older ones. Uh, let's not drop it to find out. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Let's let's drop the most expensive thing I own next to feeding this thing. No, let's please, please do not. Please do not. I caught it. Otterbox <laughs> should make the case for him. I was like, Brandon's live stream is going to the next level. So, yeah. <laughs> speaking of, of vice grips, uh, there's a guy I talked to on it, or he reached out to me on Instagram. He's from Indonesia. Um, and he mentioned this brand tactics, which is made in China, but apparently it's like they're higher quality, um, house, like, you know, entry level professional type tool. So I, I bought a pair of these. Um, here's the tactics. So they're, they're, you know, C-clamp vice grip. But a good way to tell how decent a vice grip is is how many, like, pivot points they actually have, right? You know, so, like, the cheaper brands, like, if you bought HyperTuff, they would have, like, 20 rivets in the jaws, right? And this one, we got just, you know, it, it seems like a decent pair. It really seems like actual vice grips we just have the three rivets in that area and, and the two up here and uh, you know it, it does seem like a, a pretty well-made tool with something like yeah. that run you this hey, is, hey, man, let me check one of my vice grips this is about uh is under 20 bucks it's like 16 something 17 so and they have they have, like, they have a bunch of those stuff clamps. too and mine, mine looks like it's the three rivet type was that the 11 inch one uh neil um yes yes Well, you have to let us know how those hold up. I will. I mean, obviously, they aren't going to be for the intended use, but I will definitely find uses for them. They'll come in handy for sure. I use them for when I'm welding, using the whole bits together, yeah. or occasionally use them as an extra ground clamp. Yeah, I got a bunch of them for welding. I have all mine just hanging over here. Uh, just stress right off camera. They're all hanging up there. All my C clamps, all my vice grips, just close to my welding bench. 
actually used one of those on a drill press today. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I do the draw a lot for that too. Yep. You find a lot of good uses for. Yeah, just to have that extra reach, reach around. <laughs> hey, any reach around's good. Sixteen ninety nine. I guess you can't beat it, right, Neil? <laughs> yeah, sixteen ninety nine reach around. That one came came from overseas too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with the actual original vice grips, but I've I've found a few, you know. Well, I'm I'm not a mechanic, so I, you know more carpentry and maintenance work. Later, and, junk. <clears throat> later, junk, and so like you know, uh, but you know, vice grips are like a third hand, right? Third hand you hope is not there. <laughs> I mean, I like it to hold what I need it, but when it's in the way, it's in the way sometimes. Yeah. But well, Grant, I believe in, and uh, if it works, it works. No matter how cheap. Yep. I can't I picked up a couple of these that. recently. Those are nice. For the whole shop, and it's I saw Musty using them. If I had to name them, I'd call them a swallows. They're like a duckbill something. They're the 12LC. They're Irwin vice grips, but for being able to get underneath something. Yeah. And, you know, they've got almost a four-inch jaw there. Oh, those would look like they would work great with a pipe. Yeah, the thing, darn thing looks like a whale. Yeah. For having one pair of ice grips in your toolkit to go, this kind of covers them all. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't think I've even even seen anything that that comes to close to a knockoff of that. I'd never seen them before. I saw Musty using them, and Amazon. I went, and now I have two pair. <laughs> <laughs> Zafael says I have something like that, but it's more for oil filters. <laughs> or oil filters you probably could use this for an oil filter. Or oil filters that don't want to come off. Yeah, those stubborn ones. Actually, I've had really good luck with um, the Motive X one for oil filters that don't come off. And I'll show you the one I was using before I switched to Motive X. I've had them where I had to punch a hole through the filter with a screwdriver just to break the torque from them. So this was a Lyle branded one, and that always worked really well for me on some of the Toyota filters that were really small on like the... Uh, the yeah. 1.8 liters. Um, those little tiny things. Yeah. So I actually, I was, that's, that's what I, I had to get. found out those are the biggest pain in the butt to get on the Toyota ones. Yeah. That, this one's really only for getting it off. But um, I ended up breaking one of the, um, the cheap little black plastic nut metal, whatever it is. And the Motive X one came in really nice. I like the, uh, the springs on there, it it just is a little bit nicer. But uh, yeah, that that one comes in handy. That's my go-to for for Toyota filters. Yeah, uh, Toyota, we use a separate, like a specially designed one to take their filters off. Uh, before I got laid off from Toyota, we have one on a 
was it a Toyota Camry? We had to get the air impact gun to get that air fil- the oil filter off the car. That's crazy. That I mean, that just shouldn't be right. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. And then the customer came back saying that we put the we we have a torque wrench at our Toyota dealership. We have a torque wrench specifically set for doing the oil filters. And we go, I go until it clicks, and then I stop. That customer came back 20 minutes later after coming in for an oil change, came back and said that we put that oil filter on way too tight. My question is, why was he even trying to change his oil filter when we just did it? They worked for the news station or something. Actually, you know, when I first bought my my pickup truck uh, and did the first oil change, I went, you know, grabbed my ratchet, went to go pop the the drain pan plug, and I had to bust out an impact just to get that freaking thing out. I know our the other four dealer, not the one that's right beside us, but another Ford dealership. I don't know why I did this. It was the stupidest thing I had done. I took my uh, Bronco over there to have, oh, I know, I went and got an alignment done, and I had them take uh, do the first oil change to get all the break-in oil out of the motor. And I thought everything was fine. They did the alignment perfectly. That truck has never steered better. And when I did the uh, oil change, what was it, a couple months later, they stripped out the original screw, the original bolt that was on that truck. I had to go buy a whole new oil pan and dang near pull the whole motor out just trying to put the oil pan back in it. And now it's the only metric bolt that's on this truck. <laughs> Do you have that marked? Did you take like a grease pen and write like an arrow and say oil filter is a XYZ size. Yes. All my information for this old girl, I have it written right here. I have uh, what oil, what transmission fluid, how much coolant, how much oil, what even the wrench size for the oil pan is now. And I also have when you pull the oil filter off this thing, it's like you literally are sitting like this trying to get the oil filter off the truck because it's up over the front pumpkin back on the motor. And you're just sitting like this <laughs> on my, uh, tool bench at the shop. I have the wrench size for all the vehicles that we service written down for the oil, uh, cat oil plug. So if you want to make your life easy, write down what the wrench size is every time you change the oil. And, if you're at our dealership, I have one car. I was sitting there. I was, I was puzzled. I was like, okay. I try to guess what the bolt size is straight off. I'm like, 19? And it turns out to be a 17 on some cars. Some 19, some are. I, I saw one truck. It had a 10 mil factory drain plug, uh, plug bolt. I'm like, what in the? I found out. And one customer, he wrote down what the drain pan bolt like the drain bolt was on there i'm like oh my god that made life so much easier for us 
I think customers need to ride on their oil pants. Do not use oil or uh, do not use air tools on drain plug. Because for some reason, so, a lot of there's a few lube places that like to do that, and they end up causing a lot of damage. I hate when we they use uh, air impacts on lug nuts, like the one you saw that was snapped. You got that was snapped off. Yep. I will use it to run it up, and then I'll get the torque wrench and do it all. Yeah. Oh, I hand tighten them. I'll use a gun just to bring it up to the wheel, and then I'll get the breaker bar or the uh, torque wrench out and torque them. Yeah, I've seen what Walter said that uh, an oil leak after an oil change into the filter, they just hand spun it on but didn't crank it down a quarter turn. I've seen that happen. Uh, let's see, the back backwoods mechanic has a page for oil changes as well as lug nuts per car. It's always good to have. And I've actually had it where Ford has had some, the FL, what is it, 400 or something or 420. There's a filter that one of the sizes is smaller and one of them is bigger I've seen on the Fords. But he had a customer that insisted on a smaller filter rather than a bigger one. And I can't remember the smaller filter will increase your oil pressure and maybe reduce some, what, valve ticking or something like that, maybe? I don't know. I don't work on – the only Ford I work on is this one. Oh, I'm not saying that his customers or his was a – cool Next time I'm over there, I'll have to ask about that. What? I, I've about heard of it. Where, That's got uh, me curious. The smaller one has a little bit difference in oil pressure, or it uh, makes the flow a little bit faster rather than the bigger one. But then I've heard it the other way that the bigger one filters better, so I, I don't know. And I've never used torque sticks. I've always used a torque wrench. Always torque wrench. I know a couple of the uh, couple guys. They swear by the torque sticks. Yeah, I I do torque wrench. I think they use those at Walmart. The torque sticks. Yeah. I mean, technically, can... I think they just shove it on impact, shove it in, and they're good to go. Because <laughs> kind of uh... like that back wheel on that charger, <laughs> or like the one time I take my truck up. You know, when I was younger, to get an oil change at Walmart, and I go up there, and they're not t giving me any info. It's been there four hours. I'm like, you know, what the hell is going on here? And then they're like, um, you know, they they um, um, they snap the head off the the bolt. I had taken it there like the previous few times for an oil change, and they must have just you know, impacted it in and then they couldn't get the bolt out because they popped the head off, but they left it there for four hours without telling me. So then I had to take it to an actual mechanic and, uh, I had, uh, the tires changed on my wife's van and they called me about an hour later and said, we can't get the lug nuts off. They're too tight. <laughs> I had to go down there with the breaker bar, loosen all the lug nuts so they could change the tires for me. <laughs> I, I hope you. I hope you took a torque wrench to make sure you had them tightened down too. Yeah, I always, I always check when I get a car back. 
because you never yeah. know. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, with this, if I go get tires put on, I'll put her on. I put her on Jackson's. Take all the tires off. Blow them in the back of the Honda. Go get the tires put on. Yeah. That way, there's no chances of them screwing up uh, over torquing them. I mean, you know, for the price though, what do you? Ex I mean, it's like a twelve dollar oil change. <clears throat> That's really cheap. I think they're more like twenty. I wish it was twelve dollars. <laughs> well, you know, when I took my truck there originally, it was, it was I don't know, it's like a fourteen dollar oil change. Oh yeah, back in the days they used the yeah. no name oil filter. Actually, at one time they were using the the cheapy Fram. Yeah, like Fram, the cheapest, the cheapest line. But now they switched to their own brand. Like, is it Works or something like that? SuperTech? I think is Super there maybe that brand. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Works might be a uh, advanced auto. I can't remember. Somebody uses works with an X. But either way, I mean, oil. I just, I just do my own oil changes. It's just easier that way. I've done my own oil oil changes since I could put a since my family could put a wrench in my hand. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I have enough impacts right now in my garage as well as torquing devices that I should be able to get all the lug nuts on and off. And to the right, <laughs> well, <laughs> impact for lug nut. <laughs> yeah, and it's, if anybody wants to argue the fact, I'll just start pulling out the impacts. I can well, do three, I, four, five right in my vicinity. I won't argue, but I will say, old school repair shop, you're pretty fortunate because if I asked my dad to hand me a wrench, I don't know what tool I would end up with in my hand. That's how my father is. I'm, <laughs> I'm lucky, my father checks his own oil and puts fuel in his car my father is a retired federal prison guard he's a certified cook i learned everything about mechanics off my grandfather Pro. so if i want to learn how to cook i go talk to my father there you go Speaking of lug nuts, do any of you guys put anises on them? Always. I do not. Nope. Lug nuts break uh, where the face of the brake rotor is, where your bolt, your wheel bolts up to it. I'll put a little bit on there. Uh, behind the rotor and on the bolts for the caliper. Uh, Frank Frank Landgraf said, uh, "Quit throwing the torque wrench in the street." I, I just did it three times, I think, and it was for science. Ed shouted no, so I guess it's a big no from Ed. Yeah, they they'll actually tell you not to do that because it changes the amount of uh, uh, torque value, the torque on the threads. So I can't remember the the clamping force is different uh, when you put anises on it. So just because you torque them down to eighty foot pounds the actual clamping value is, is a lot less. I was uh, one kid trying to argue with me that, uh, which I get his point. If you use never see it, it acts like a lubricant. So it will eventually just vibrate and back its way off. I guess the question 
um, I grew up in Indiana, the Rust Belt, you know, salt on the road. So Annecy's was more of a not rusted on situation. Yep. So I think in that scenario, um, while I can't say that you should do that, I can't say that I haven't ever done that myself and had no issues on it. Everybody's scenario is going to be a little bit differently. I think everybody's going to always err on the side of caution not to do that. Um, but if it's my choice and it's my vehicle, and I know I'm going to have to take that off in X amount of months and I don't want it to be rusted and seized on, I might try it myself. Uh, my way of thinking with the never is if you end up with a flat on the side of the road, nothing is worse than trying to deal with a seized on lug nut trying to change your tire. Right. But if you have the right tools for it, then I don't think it's a problem. I mean, my wife would not be able to crank off a lug nut with even the 26 inch breaker bar. It's just, it's just not going to happen. I, on the other hand, I know I can twist that sucker right off. I also know that if I only have four lug nuts left, I'm going to be just fine. I can get away with three. I can probably get away with one if I go slow enough. So you kind of have to weigh your pros and cons. Well, I just wanted to say, although this isn't a client graphics live stream where he hits a button that says go live and, you know, a hundred people jump in there. I will say we have 24 awesome people in here right now. Yes, that is good. Yeah. Enjoying the stream uh, on BS Small Engines channel. I appreciate everyone joining in tonight and joining us in this discussion and talk. And uh, it's, it's that's freaking awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. Always yeah. a good time. We got uh, Beer Studs Toolbox footage. We got Amos Cardoza. We got Roger Long, uh, who works on lawnmowers. So, Brandon, I'm sure he's subscribed to your channel. And we got Polar Bear Ed. How's it going, man? And uh, Work Pro Tools had to had to check out. They had a good night. And we will see them sometime very, very soon. So, Neil, I, I know we're going to try to wrap things up here. Brandon can stream all night long. He can go three hours, even sometimes six hours. Not anymore. <laughs> and uh, we never know what's going to happen. But is there any uh, new, new videos, new projects, uh, new tools in the, in the works for you here in the next week or two that we might be seeing? Yeah, there's a there's a few new tools, and actually, um, I, I had a company reach out to me uh, and ask if they could send me some stuff to make a video. It's not tool related, um, but it is you know homeowner type things, and uh, you know what it what like sometimes you'll get companies that ask you to do that. And then you have to pay, you have to pay money and then they reimburse you. You know, I avoid all those, but they, they sent me the products, um, said, just make a video on YouTube. And they didn't care whether my opinion was good or bad. They just want a video. So, uh, I, I agreed to it. So I'm excited for that. That'll be coming up. Um, something different. I don't get that too often. You got to take them when uh, it falls in your wheelhouse and it's something that you're in, interested in. 
I, yeah, I yep. mean, seems like something different and pretty cool company. And like, like I said, they're like real. Like I said, it might take me a couple months to just test it out and see how it works and get my actual opinion. That that's fine. So that's all you can ask for. If you have somebody that's pushy or needy or things like that, then that's yeah. that's not a good fit, and that's Can't. not a product that you want to test out. It's still very weird to do that type of stuff, but it, it's it's yeah. Um. I'm comfortable with this one. Yeah, I um, I had a I had a company that that uh, reached out to me once, and uh, I didn't even really get a chance to review their product and make a video out of it, um, other than just really talk about it. <laughs> which you know, at the end of the day, you should have seen how much stress I was under because it was not something that I would normally do. Right. It, it was a tool, but it's it's not anything that I would normally look at, and so. If, if I'm not excited about it, how can I get excited to do a video about it? Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's really what it is. And it might be funny. Like some people might be like, you know, Brandon, you never talk about terrible tools. Or Craig, why why do you have all the coolest pictures of, of all the new stuff? And it's like, well, why would I buy terrible stuff? Why <laughs> would I not at least read reviews <laughs> about something and understand what I'm getting myself into? Now, there are times where we've bought a terrible tool, um, but I would like to feel as we get older or as we mature in in our wants and desires for making our life more efficient, you know, we might be purchasing more expensive tools that allow us to get a job done quicker, faster, safer, more efficiently. And then there's other times where you look at something and you're going to be using it at home or you're going to be like, you know what, I don't need the biggest tool. I just need to be able to get the job done and I want to share it with my family. I want to work with my kids on a project and I don't need a thousand foot pounds of torque. I don't need a high torque Milwaukee. I don't need anything that it, is too much. I'll interrupt you real quick. You, I mean, it's very obvious that a lot of people buy into those tools because of the name brand because of what that reflects. So like a lot of people buy them to use them professionally because if they go to work with a Ryobi, they're going to get made fun of. I mean, th that's the honest to God truth. That's just how the world works. But if you have a Milwaukee or Hilti or a Makita or something, you're going to fly low and you know, you're just another, another guy. Fair enough. Same time, you got to be comfortable in in your own shoes, whether you're working with the best tool and the most expensive one or the worst one. Most guys that work with tools aren't now. Yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. That's too bad. I buy what works for me. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can. Like, I like, te I like trying new tools, you know. Like, it's just, it's fun for me. But at the end of the day... I also like using what works. I don't. Zaphiel, I do not need a one-inch Mil uh, Milwaukee cordless <laughs> impact. If what I would, if I would go one inch, I wouldn't even go Milwaukee. It'd be just a total nut runner, all the way, and we'd be doing like five thousand foot pounds, not a problem. But that puts you <laughs> in the five grand range, and right now I just really cannot afford to spend another couple thousand dollars on things. I'm almost at a point where I can't afford to feed my car. 
Well, then you I mean, don't I pay like almost a hundred to feed this thing, and I paid another thirty to go feed the other car. Yep, name brand tools can be a very powerful drug. Uh, this guy's garage. Uh, the man makes the tools. The tools don't make the man. And I wish all men knew that. I I fully agree with that. Yep. Yep. You can you can give somebody a, a five dollar ratchet versus a hundred and fifty dollar ratchet. They'll both hopefully take off a properly torqued down oil pan at thirty foot pounds. They both should do it. Oh, oil pens aren't even at thirty foot pounds anymore. You'd be surprised. One of the, uh, I think, uh, some of the spec is like twenty eight to thirty five on some of the the Toyota ones. Hmm. I did a lot of work as a kid with Buffalo tools. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with. It. I mean, I did a lot of work with Craftsman. I did a oh, lot. Great. Of That's how I got started out. I did a lot of work with some. I of had Stanley. Stuff. I did a lot of work with Stanley. I still have my first Stanley that I bought when I was trying to branch away from Craftsman. I still have my first screwdriver over here in the corner. I do not have my first screwdriver. I was actually thinking about how many non-complete screwdriver sets I have the other day. That's the most lost thing. I don't know what it... I missed the um, – which one is it? It's one of the flatheads that work good for uh, uh, tuning your carb screws. I, I missed that one. That's how uh, – that's what this one is. This is specifically only for adjusting carburetors. Yep, that's one I miss a lot, uh, but that's also one I have a lot of. And then uh, the number two Phillips. Uh, this one was gift given to me back when I was about three from my grandfather because somehow he knew I was going to end up working on carburetors and lo and behold I do <laughs> and this sucker here it, it does everything I do I use it as a pry bar carburetor screwdriver Scraper, letter opener, once in a while. Coffee stir? No. That's flavor. Seasoning. Just like eating a sandwich with grease on your hands. <laughs> well, that's, that's how you know flavor. you can't get corona. If you can eat a sandwich with all this crap on your hands, you're fine. My grandpa laid his sandwich... Yeah, my grandpa laid his sandwich on the the engine that he, of the car he was working on. He <laughs> get reach up and grab a bite every now and then. Brandon, you get? It looks like your hands are still dirty. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> you have you guys seen the uh, the newer Gone in sixty seconds with Nicolas Cage a few years back? I haven't even seen Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, uh, well, th- there, there's a guy that's working in a morgue and. He had to go pick up a phone and he puts his sandwich on a dead body, answers it, and then goes back, picks it up, and starts eating it. So, just kind of popped in my head there. Is that the one with the um, 
was it the 67 or 68 Mustang? Mustang, yeah, Eleanor. Eleanor, yeah. Yeah, where they're they're boosting all the uh, fancy cars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I've seen that one way too many times. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. Even I know what that Mustang looks like. The best Mustang movie is The Bullet with uh, Steve McQueen. I like the one that was in John Wick. The very first John Wick. I loved that Mustang. That, you know, I'm having trouble thinking of it. But yeah, that was a... <clears throat> made some good cars well i think uh i've had a great live stream with you guys so far i know the things that i have coming up would be the uh the milwaukee 3.8s with the uh rigid subcompact i was supposed to do that one today but i didn't get a chance to even work on it i spent most of my time making my new fixture to help get up to 250 foot pounds with no problem. So we hopefully will achieve that without a problem. And then, um, probably start in on working on, uh, the video for the new toolbox that I got. So we'll, Oh yeah. I can't wait to see that one. Hopefully have, have the green machine coming out here uh, in the next week or so. We'll do a couple videos on that. And what to expect when you're expecting a new toolbox. From a manufacturer that you've maybe not ever purchased one from. Or you may have not have seen anybody that purchased one from. And we'll leave it at that. And the, the next Tool Talk Saturday is going to come up quicker than the last one. I know. It's oh, only, yeah. It's only three weeks away. Yep. So I got three weeks to go get tires for the, uh, for the uh, new, for the little motorcycle I have to do the burnout. <laughs> well, that's small. It's just Saturday. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to not get new tires for that? <laughs> yeah. Not when they're uh, dirt cheap. It, it, all it is is a bicycle tire. <laughs> you want to run that thing down, just tear it out, and then, then replace it. <laughs> uh, buy it ahead of time. What's the fun in that? Everybody. So I may actually post a YouTube video in the next week. Ooh, ooh! I have some new tools to show you guys that it's not related to anything you guys are doing every day, but it's stuff that I use and they're cool tools. So I may yeah. actually post a YouTube video once every six months is a good pattern for me, so I'm good with that. <laughs> there you there, go. There's nothing wrong with that. You got to start with content somewhere, and you never know where you'll be six years or three years from now. I do have a home project that I'm working on. So that's oh, a little cub. That's what's left of a cub cadet. And over there in the corner is a four cylinder diesel that's going to go in it. Nice. I got to wow, see that. Oh, wow. We're going to get into tractor stuff. I need to finish my video series on restoring this old suburban snowplow and get my suburban down here and start restoring it i don't even have time to even start on tractor videos right now but you might get to see a custom header video on a dodge charger soon Ooh, nice. next month very nice yeah i, I, I got a couple of videos i'm thinking about 
in the future. I would like to do more car stuff with old V8s and would like to get my old uh, series started back up, the uh, Off-Road Daily Project. Well, and of course, we'll do the one on the uh, adjustable pliers here at some point in time, too. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that one we got to do. There we go. Everybody wants to know about the Harbor Freight one. What, what can I say? Everybody loves to loves to view and loves to hate, loves to purchase, have mixed feelings about, because sometimes it is a great deal and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Actually, I'm surprised so I haven't been on the Harbor Freight electric tools. I have two of these Chicago electric drills that they discontinued. They still run strong, and I've used them for starting motors up with them. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Sometimes there's a gem out there. Sometimes there's uh, stuff that you never want to get again. Yeah. So I haven't been on YouTube in the last week, really. Did you ever get your screwdriver video out? No, I didn't get that out either. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those personal things where it's like you just start, you sit down and you're like, I don't anyway, know. Any way I talk about it, it's like it's still a personal choice. I really feel like you have to, you know, touch and feel and hold that screwdriver to find out if it's going to be the right one for you. Just like that multimeter you purchased there. You know, we talked about a fluke one. That fluke one might have been perfect too, but you didn't get an opportunity to see it, touch it, feel it, or even compare it. And that's where something like just just the sheer fact of putting a thumbnail out that shows all of these pliers right there. And you have that tag properly. If anybody wants to compare those, they can at least now look and know that from this live stream, I'm at, I I was going to do it anyways. But you know, now you'll be able to get a shot where you can compare the bills on each one of these or yeah. see what the profile is. Um, where you know, if you think about it, ten years ago, you might not have been able to do that. It would have been very difficult unless you were in the right forums and had the right group of people that you could even compare what was the best tool out there rather than just picking one up and going, well, I got a channel lock. Everybody around me has a channel lock. Channel lock must be the best one. It, it might still be the best one. But if that's all you know, then it is the best one, and it doesn't matter what else is out there. And it's all about how it feels with you. I've... Right. Yep. And I mean, you know, wallet, whether I'm biased or not, I still think one of the best values are the Irwin ones. But yeah. As, as Neil pointed out, they have – they have the biggest jaws, but I mean, there's, there's still, I mean, that's just a personal preference for me, you know, and, but, and I, and I never looked at it that way. I never thought about the bills on there because everything on those jaws or looking at it, it, it always worked for me. I thought it more of convenience when I lock up to a fastener, it's easier for me to slide up and just go. That's what I like. All right, gentlemen, what's that? I'm going to go take care of some kids. You all have a good night. Thanks for having me on. Enjoyed it. Oh, thanks right. for joining. Thanks no for joining us, Craig. You guys uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, be well. We'll talk right. to you soon. You do. Yeah, soon. you too. Later. Later. Yeah, and there were four. And as Polar Bear Ed said, you know, if it looks good, if it feels good, yeah. use it and make yeah. sure you get a chance yep. to use it. So that's where, you know, if you have one of these and you do use it, you know, maybe mention something about that to other people, whether it's be on Instagram or on YouTube. Um, the opportunity that that works out good. Uh, Amos Cardoza said, uh, "Yeah, I have those uh, Irwins. The maintenance man has the Irwins too. I can tell you, the, the Husky ones. 
I think I picked up the two two piece set, like I said, for uh, clearance of like four bucks. So if you could pick the Huskies up at four bucks every day, oh yeah, that, that truly would be the best bang for your buck. But you can't do that. So it's really hard to say, hey guys, you can pick these up for four bucks. No, you can't. They clearanced them out like a couple months ago, and you yeah. can't do that anymore. But at the time that I posted that on my Instagram, so when deals come up, if you're not already checking out Brandon and Neil on Instagram, you, you got to be doing that. Oh, and I forgot about to mention our new inst- the, the Instagram I set up just for the podcast, which is actually starting to get a lot of people to it. Cool. So we got a we got an Instagram Tool Talk Saturday. Look at us up. Look it up on Instagram. I'll do that right now. Start- I hope to start po- posting toll deals on there soon. Also, yeah, everybody likes that. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. Um, the V-Jaw, they can potentially wreak havoc on your fasteners. I'll be really interested to see some of these. They were said to, depending on how you position these in there. So like that, that locks in there just right that it's not supposed to wreak havoc on the edges. It'll be interesting. That might be more something that I would look at doing is how a fastener is damaged by them or how how much damage the tool takes on the edges. Then you got to do like different fasteners and stuff, you know, like, yeah, like, like plumbing and all that type of stuff. So, which might be a little bit more difficult. So I can, I'm not sure which way I'm going to go on it. Because I, I call them, you know, I call them Kniepex, Kniepex, Nipex, or whatever. But uh, they're like a plumbing tool, so. Yeah. Getting onto that stuff, it worked, they, they work great. Uh, you know, channel locks aren't bad. They're a quality tool made in USA, Um but I never liked how the jaws grip stuff. It it always seems like they just rip. Yeah, that's why you always had to put a rag on them. But the other thing is, depends on what you're working on. So uh, the steel pipe might be a little bit different if you're working with a lot of brass fittings. Right. So if you are doing your ice maker line, or you're putting in your your sink lines, or your toilets, things of that nature. The thing is, is you don't need a gorilla. You don't need somebody with Herculean muscles to tighten down yeah. your faucets. You don't. No, but, but taking off water shutoffs and, you know, all that, that that's true. stuff is... It's taking the, the faucet fasteners off 10 to 20 years later after all the calcium buildup and all the deposits on it is a different story. Right. So that's actually a really, really interesting profession where you have to have uh, delicate, fine skills for putting things on and know that you can't be a torque monster. And then when you go to take and them when off, you're taking them off and you like, you're like, oh no, that's uh, we gotta shut the water off because that's just not going to do. So yep, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it it's it's definitely different, you know getting out there in, in that type of stuff, the plumbing. Yeah. If I'm using channel locks, the fastener is already trashed. Very, very. <laughs> so what Zephael was talking about earlier, it he sent me a picture. 
It's still what I call, I call it, e this is not an e-clip to me, this is a snap ring. And it's the one on the side right here that went missing on his. Hmm. So does it have the snap ring on it, or it's not an e-clip where it's it's basically like the C, and then it's got a little notch, which makes it the e-clip? Yeah, that's what I call e-clip, this is the ones with the notch. No, this is the actual snap rings that you use snap pliers on. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never tried the van pliers. I've heard they're decent. Yeah, I have too. I've, I've heard very good things about them. Yep. Well, if anybody's got any more questions for me, uh, you know, throw them out here. I'm going to wrap things up on my side here in the next five to ten minutes. Yeah, oh, I got Yep, yep, that's definitely a snap ring. That's that would snap be, ring. That would be an external snap ring. Yep. I, will, I will say I have one other thing here. This uh, Tack Life headlamp is $7.99 on Amazon. It's four, 400 lumen. <clears throat> it's kind of bulky, you know, but it, it's, it's not bad. And I just took it out of the box. I'm going to use that at home. It's rechargeable, has lithium-ion batteries. For $7.99, that's a heck of a deal, I think. Let me know when you actually get a chance to use the strobe feature on those. I've always found it interesting that... Uh, I've, I've never used... I, ne I, I know. Yeah. I, it's always blown my mind that some of the... Hey, one second, guys. Something just happened outside. And some of the headlamps like that have the strobe feature. It is definitely made in china so that is did that really have two 2700 milliamp batteries on it hang yeah. on here yeah it, uh it come you you have to pop them in i just opened this up all right my name is uh, it's gonna make a little i live on a ride and there was just an accident are those the yes. 1850s on there uh, let me see uh, here. So they're 3.7, 2,600 milliamp. Wow. 3.7 volt, 9.6 watt. And it does say it it they it gets 10 hours runtime. Yeah. That sounds like the 18650 in there. So huh. for 799, I mean, I, I couldn't pass it up. That's cheaper yeah. than... That's cheaper than the Energizer battery, you know, double A ones that you see at uh, Home Depot and stuff. And is that a rechargeable one? It is. It is rechargeable. Does it recharge in the unit or does it have an external charger for it? It uh, has a, a USB. Oh, perfect. So. Oh. Perfect. All right. I'm back. Lord, I hope someone's okay. Two cars just crashed right out right down here by the shop. Oh Did wow. You? Yeah. That's something new. Did you say Route 8? Yeah, Route 8. That's the well, it's technically called Veterans Boulevard, but Route 8 is so you're it's Pitt more Pittsburgh? Nope, West Virginia. Yeah. Oh. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, so somebody mentioned, did I consider putting lock washers on? Um, I actually got some different fasteners. We'll see if I'm going to end up using. Uh, I typically test at least once or twice before I, I get some values on the torque settings and make sure everything looks right. But I'll, I'll run those down and see if there's a big difference between the two. Uh, but typically, I don't really need one because uh, that one right there, I don't have the uh, fasteners tack welded on the back. Uh, the other one was a stud that had actually um, uh, the ridges in it that actually grabs. So the fastener doesn't actually twist any which way. So if I tack weld those um, other fasteners down, they they won't move. So a lock washer yeah. really, really shouldn't impact uh, any of the results for the most part. At least I wouldn't believe it would. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it would. Now, with those lock washers, have you tried the uh, Norlock washers? No, I I just picked those up today, and I I honestly probably won't use them, but I'll test them. There's only so much data and any and so much you can put in a video, so it's like. By the time, if you did four tools at one time and you did four tests and each test took about 45 seconds, your video would be really long. Yeah. So like, it's really neat to compare a bunch of tools, but then you can also only put so much data in it. And you can also only listen to so, somebody talk about impacts or whatever tool you're talking about for so long. Because nine times out of ten, nobody cares about all ten products. They only care about two of them or three of them. Yeah. So I try to think of things, but that's where it's like you guys also come in. You know, I bounce things around uh, with Neil and Brandon and say, hey, what do you guys think of this? Or, you know, is this decent for a trailer or is this decent for an intention getter? Sometimes they're like, I don't know what you're thinking, man. You need to change that up. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> if they could only see our Instagram posts or conversations sometimes. <laughs> yep. Sometimes you wake up the next morning and you're like, wow, we just had that conversation. <laughs> yeah, but then, Sometimes those conversations go on to like 1 o'clock in the morning sometimes out of the blue. But then there's other times when I think it's like actually a value where it's like, oh, I was actually helpful and I shared information and made somebody's life easier. Yeah. So, Neil, I noticed that um, I'm the only one with the banner up. Yeah, mine's mine's tucked up. It, it's kind of, uh, you know, kind, kind of on reserve right now. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you got like a new truck that came in, hit it, and knocked it down or. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm going to share this if I can. In the chats where I got the, uh, the light there. Yeah, for seven ninety nine, just getting those two batteries with it is almost well, actually it's cheaper than anything you can get at Harbor Freight. I can't, yeah. I can't copy and paste the link, huh? You should if you have the if you have you have a wrench. Not, but it's on Amazon. If you type in, tack, oh yeah, and their links are long. Tack Life, uh, 
headlamp at $7.99. I never really got those uh, work lamps or headlamps to work. They always kept sliding up on me no matter what I did. Yeah, this one's, I mean, this one's a little different because it has a strap on the top, actually. Yeah, I got one with the strap on top. It still kept coming up on me. I, I use, a, I have a craftsman at work that works pretty well, but it's just like a band. Looks like we got reminded that NASCAR is going to be back tomorrow. And Brandon, I'm not sure if you're doing things right or wrong tonight. You got 21 thumbs up and zero thumbs down. I know. You know, I, I think I did it wrong good. because. No, I think I did it wrong because they should be one thumbs down at least. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll, we'll make it one thumbs down. One second. What happened to my troll that came to, to put that one dislike on most live streams? I don't know what happened there. I have, a thing, me. I have a thing now. It doesn't bother. If people don't like my video, they don't like my video. That's fine. But, like, um, like I always get a thumbs down, but then it disappears. Oh, I got three. <laughs> Y'all are being <laughs> jokesters now. <laughs> I, I'm lucky to just to even get one thumbs up on any of my videos. YouTube's not easy. No. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. And with the algorithm, it, they really just don't make it easy for you. It's like, like a box of chocolate. It took a while, but now I, ha I have I have at least one comment on all my videos. Usually a lot of multiple comments. And I get a few likes now. So it's it's hard get, when you first get started. It's when you get to get, get up those numbers up and get more people in. Brandon, interact with them. You're, you're like the hardest working YouTuber I know, man. You post videos left and right and just, you know, you get that content out there. And my channel's done better this week with me not even fooling with YouTube. <laughs> I just walked away. I ain't done nothing to YouTube this week. It's all, who knows what it, I mean, it, it all goes in waves. Like sometimes Brandon will work and he'll post like five videos. And I'm like, dude, slow down. And then he's like, okay. And then it's like, then he gets discouraged. And then he comes back with a vengeance and does like six videos. And, <laughs> and uh, you just never know what it's going to be. Yeah. I don't even have a video for this week. I usually try to get one a week out. I don't even have one planned for this week. So I don't know. I guess it's a week off week. I'm sure you'll come up with something, Brandon. Yeah. I just something will happen tomorrow. To, to video and talk about. I just got to find enough time in the day to talk about him. And that too. And yeah. Honestly, for the last month, this is about as most I've ever been in my own garage. You know, you know how you know you YouTube a lot is in the chats when you type to respond to like BW's electronics and you type in BW and the rest yes. of it just shows right up. Like Raphael, <laughs> Raphael's like right there when I go to type something to him. Yeah, you hit, you hit X and it just boom and you click it. <laughs> that is, that is very nice. 
Or when your phone pops up and says you spent six hours on it. <laughs> well, I think we got to wrap this one up. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Two hours is numbers. good. Yeah. It's an even number. I like even numbers. I don't know why. I, I, I did too. Actually, when I turn the radio up in my car, it cannot be on a odd number. Yeah. Um, I'm direct opposite. I like odd numbers. <laughs> but uh, Brandon, thank you. Thank you for having us. I appreciate oh, I'm it. always glad to have y'all on here. This is the That's funnest time I have on live stream. So, okay, guys, dude. I think we're going to round this up. Yep, we really Thanks. appreciate everybody tuning in. Absolutely. Yep. We'll see y'all in a few weeks for another Tool Talk Saturday. Be sure to go check out Old School Repair Shop, the maintenance man, and that guy down there that always breaks tools, that client graphic guy over there. that He always breaking tools or something. He has a $3,000 socket or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe something he'll like finally that. get those cabinets done. Just don't tell his wife, you know. Yeah, just don't tell yeah, his wife. No, it's we like, didn't start it's like Demolition Ranch. You can't tell his wife. She knows. She knows. Yeah. She's <laughs> playing. Can't anyway, wait. guys. Later, guys. Take See care. You. It's always such a delay when you end a broadcast. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I don't know anymore. Good night, BW's Electronics, Rail 9222. Later, Mike Hodges. Peace out, brother. Beer stud toolbox footage. We'll talk to you later. We got this guy's garage. Ken's small engine repair. Turnings by turn.